big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. Yes. Greetings. Yeah. Hello. So I'm just going for a you know different kind of intro. Yeah, your usual sort of glad handing that you do backstage. <laughs> oh no, that's different. You know, yeah. it depends where I am. If, if it's like with the crew, you know, my yeah. my dudes, what, in the crew, oh, I think you meant my Motley bros crew. in the crew, Motley Crew. Of course, yeah. There's only one crew. I mean, you see, you came out on the side of uh, the dealer. That's who I'm talking to. Okay, yeah. Talking about. Actually, it's different. No, when it when it's. You know, my bros, it's, 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 you know, hello, dude. Your bro, Doc McGee's here at the moment, isn't he? Because Kiss are here. Oh. Yeah. I did not know. Where yeah. are they playing? Where I don't know. The They're at Birmingham, I think. Oh. I'm, did he, I'm, I'm deflated did he the, now. He didn't get the invite. I got fuck all. He didn't get the invite I'm from, on the, the, down from low. the dock. I'm yeah. on the down low. The dock, you're on the dock shit list. <laughs> Just like me. I used to be in the dock house, yeah, but no. now I'm in the shit house. Yeah, exactly. Whatever happened to that that's book what you I should, wrote for you, what, Doc? That's what, you, that's what it should what be book? called, From the Dock House to the Shit House. <laughs> that's my new memoir, in yeah, fact. Yeah, it uh, is. You've revealed you re- it. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, talking of new books. Yes, indeed. What have I been handed as I walked through the door today? <laughs> oh, it looks like a very stunning it's looking a new book called... Did you see the quote on the back? By the... Oh, sorry, do the front first. Okay. okay. <laughs> that might you, might, you might have guessed who it's by by now. Um, the book's called Eagles Dark Desert Highway. Original. How America's Dream Band Turned Into a Nightmare. Oh, yeah. That's a good title. Thank That's you. a good title. Thank By you. Mick Wall, of course. And on the back. On the back. Yeah. Clean off Check that out. Mark. This is a quote by Joel Selvin. An esteemed yeah. rock author in America. You cast around for him. Someone I've, <laughs> no. someone I've literally never heard of. He is, honestly, he's a, his, his new book on Altamont is, is a masterpiece. Is it? Has that got a quote from Mick Wall on the back? He's a tip for tap. <laughs> Quid pro quo. No, see, John, anyway, that's not Joel Selvin. Yeah. Joel Selvin, whoever he may be. Is he, is Esteemed he, Joel American Selvin, writer. Is he a relation to uh, John 5? Joel 7? Is he? <laughs> No, no, he's esteemed. He's esteemed. He was there in the 60s and 70s when rock journalism meant something, man. Okay, so here we go. Mick Wall captures the conflicts and conflagrations that fueled the incredible rise and endless farewells of the Eagles. Hip, witty and wise, Wall spares nobody in a sordid, only in Hollywood tale that could have come from James Elroy. Yeah, baby! That's a good quote. Yeah, baby! That's a good I quote. believe it. Yeah. it. It came from the American publishers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the book's got to live up to that now. Because all the Elroy sent, fans will buy it. And go, but when they, when they sent me the book, they, they had the quote, or not the book, the, you know, the PDF with the thing. They had the quote, but they'd snipped off the end bit about James Elroy. I'm oh. like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, 
put the L James Elroy. Bury the headline. Put it on, man. Yeah. Could have come from James Elroy. My publishers have never heard of James Elroy. Yeah, that's sounds about Fucking right. Fucking path of the course. So, um, but the jacket, I have to say, it's also a very good jacket because it it's like a a color of a sunset. I would say burnished yeah. orange and ochre, but with a allusion to the cover of Hotel California. Yes, um, yes, and also no members of the band or anything like that. No kind of bog standard biography treatment it's got a decent cover on it yeah it has. it's one of my this one is of a my proper favorites. this is a proper book um now uh i'm just as i'm talking to you i'm looking at the levels and your levels are very high yeah that's, and mine that's right. are very low that's right yeah that's how it goes <laughs> man you know can i just say though that oh my levels have gone up again oh, um must be my blood pressure it must be that you just weren't talking that's the level of your well maybe i was being interrupted a uh, bit too much you see sorry was i praising your book i'll stop now <laughs> well, I don't, no, I? No, please continue yeah i know i'll carry on have you read I? any of it by any i chance? have actually a little yeah. bit yeah a little I'm, bit. A, I'm aware of the content bloody hell also by mick wall <laughs> jeez it's like bukowski's thing except yeah. i've taken a few of the shit ones out have you <laughs> Let's no see. Bono in there. Oh yeah. No Bon Jovi. Yeah. Bon Jovi, the book that was written in a weekend. I'm sure I had something to do with it. And uh, Bono, the book that. There's a great story to that. I'm going to tell one day. See, if I was you, oh, yeah. I would have taken out "I Talk Too Much," my autobiography with Francis Rossi. Just it was a top three in the best. I know, list. but it's just like. Mm, bit naff no i just like i like all the others they're good yeah i should have put doc mcgee I'd, in there shouldn't i you should you should you should put a, a unpublished section that would be good because then people would know where the real bodies are yeah. buried yeah like my joe bonamassa book see who knew about that no one because he pussied out at the la- after I'd written the fucking but, thing. But I mean, come on, uh, that talking of snorathons. What's Joe Bonamassa ever done? Well, seeing as the book's not coming out, fuck all. Yeah, then I did this album. Then I did that album. My book. Then I did a gig. my ghosted memoir for Kevin Shirley. That was a fucking laughathon. Yeah. But he again pussied out once he once he actually had it in front of him. Yeah. He uh, lost his nerve. Because it, he is a raconteur. So many funny stories. Aerosmith, yeah. Led Zeppelin, Black Crows, all that stuff. Journey. And uh, and his own life is extraordinary. But every now and again, he would tell a, a quick story, which didn't necessarily fit anywhere. And so he'd break up the chapters with toilet stories. Right, right. Like something you could read on the toilet in two oh, minutes. Charming. We had about 20 of those. And they were yeah. fantastic. Yeah, but you see, your problem there is you've immediately put in people's head the image of Kevin Shirley sitting on the toilet. Well, no, it's meant to be you sitting on the yeah, toilet Yeah, I know it's it. meant to be that, but that's the image you've given. Well, perhaps if the book had ever come out. Yeah, yeah. He ended up trying to rewrite the intro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I know. It'd be like me going, oh, Kev, that album you produced yeah. for Iron Maiden. Can I just Did, get in there? Yeah, just bit? get the... Or yeah. turn the bass down. You've got to turn the bass down. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of at least one of those guitars. Yeah. 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 No. Anyway, uh, and Doc McGee, which is a fucking amazing Yeah, book. well, it would be if Doc would tell the Abs- truth no, about Matthew Tripp for dude, a start. Dude, he tells the truth. And he uh, got me to interview, you know, uh, there was one guy who'd been to prison for like 20 years. What, Doc? No. <laughs> 
but someone that was involved in the same thing that Doc didn't go to prison yeah. for and ended up with... Um, oh, yeah, the community service or whatever it was. Moscow Music Peace Festival. Yeah. Uh, and John Bon Jovi going around giving talks to school children about the horrors of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> While Doc was in his office. <laughs> Doing his prison time. <laughs> just, uh, just you know, he, he lives to serve. Yeah. So, uh, oh, anyway, back to this, yes. Um, it's coming out in America in July. Right, excellent. They changed the title to Life in the Fast Lane. Oh, that's not as good as Dark Days I You know what, though? I'm warming to it. I do like Are that. You? I think it's quite a Life in the Fast Lane. It is. I don't like it when biographies just do the title of the band's best known song or whatever in this case though it is quite apt isn't it because the whole book is you know like james elroy you know like james elroy yeah dark desert highway is good you know yeah no well they're both good you know (laughs) anyway can i just say the my publishers here in the uk trapeze who are part of orion who are part of hachette who i've been with for 19 years this year yeah have done another remarkably brilliant job on the promotion of yeah. the Eagles. Book. I did see you got a review in the Telegraph. Yeah, thank you. Because I sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd have seen it anyway. Well, I emailed the. They've a load of new people in that I've never met post pandemic, and uh, I emailed the new lady, the new boss, to say, um, "Oh, did you see the Telegraph?" Mm. Uh, you know, it's not saying it's a classic, but I tell you what, it's, it's a pretty good review. A guy gets it, and there's lots of because space. the thing is, the Telegraph are never going to say it's a classic. They're just not going to do that. That's not the way they review books. It was a good. It was. I and thought it was a really good he review. Got, the bloke had obviously read some yeah. of it, which is yeah. a change. Yeah. Um, and she got back and went, "Oh no, I didn't know about that." So, um, okay, this is this is three days before the book is published. And I'm thinking, because I've had terrible, you know, my Jimi Hendrix book, not one fucking review, yeah. not even in a music magazine. Mm. Um, same with Meatloaf, same with Metallica, ACDC, Black Sabbath. I mean, you know, my pulse is racing. And I used to get shit tons of press. Um, and it's because they don't send, they're just they're fucking useless um, but at least they usually send it out, right? So I emailed Sean on Classic Rock and just went, oh, by the way, did you, uh, you know, are you reviewing the Eagles book? She, what Eagles book? Because yeah. I've checked with Ian Fortnum, the reviews editor. She goes, we don't know anything about it. I said, okay, Sean. And I hooked her up with the woman at the publishers and they sent over some books and Sean emailed me privately and said, Mick, we're, the issue we're working on right now is the July-August issue. We should have had this weeks ago. Yeah. So I did a bit more checking. Guess what, John? You'll be astonished to learn. They hadn't sent it to anybody. Yeah. Anybody. At all. At all. Wow. Because so, usually, I mean, I don't know if people know or not, but generally what will happen is as you prepare for publication, 
the publisher will say to you, is there anybody specifically you would like yeah. it sent to? Yeah. And you will always say, people who've given you good reviews in yeah. the past, yeah. people who've given you good coverage in the yeah. past, because they might not be fully no, aware I of didn't. that. I've had, they, yeah. you know, they, they would usually ask you that and they would usually follow through on that as a matter of course. And they would then send it to everybody else that they know as well. That's just the way it goes. Exactly. And it doesn't really require much much effort. You just email the author and he sends you back what you need. And that's happened with every book I've done with them in 19 years, but not this one. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it goes on. So um, every book that I've had come out on Orion, and the first was in 2004, and I've I've actually sold at this point believe it or not, almost a million books for them. Yeah. I couldn't believe that when they told me that. I mean, that's obviously over 19 years. And yeah, yeah, but it's still a lot of books. It, it's, there's some money there yeah. they made, you know? Yeah. Um, every book, they always... And this is when I thought, oh, I've really made it now. I've got an agent and a proper publisher mm. as opposed to, you know, Omnibus and these people, Zomba. Um, they always send a bottle of champagne yeah. on the day of publication yeah. and a card saying... Happy Publication Day. Not this time. Yeah. Not this time. Oh. Not that I give a fuck. I mean, they'd no, send no, me but the, it's nice to have. It's they'd nice send to these have. bottles of champagne because no one in the family drinks champagne. I'm not going to sit on my own and drink it. So I'm sit in the fridge for years. Yeah. Or if you're going to a party or, you know, there'd be a reason you might, oh, we've still got that bottle, you know. Um, nothing. Nothing. So... Um, you know, I've really raged about this in the past. I thought, I know there's no point. They already think I'm a troublemaker. <laughs> no, they do. So, trouble um, with a capital T. Tr trouble. Yeah. He expects us to promote yeah. this shit, you know. So, um, I didn't rear up, but I did send her an email saying, uh, listen, who's handling the press for this? Because I haven't heard from them. Mm. And I, you know, I could uh, definitely, uh, and I got this really disingenuous reply saying, um, um, oh, it, it, it's like, I can't remember the exact words. It's too corny for me to even try and remember, but it was along the lines of, um, I can assure you, you know, this has gone out everywhere and we have a dedicated PR person working on this. However, for now, all inquiries should go through me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Matthew, my agent, to do a, you know, the behind the scenes email, and she reminded, she sent a reply, and he sent it to me, and it's like fucking hell, it's just just a pack of lies, pack of fucking. See, lies. people, you thought you were getting heavy metal, but today you're getting the truth about the publishing industry. It breaks my. This is what heart. they're like. This is what they're like. It breaks my fucking heart. The Stephen Wilson book. Which is a great book. Well. Really good. When I first met Matthew, my new agent, who introduced me to Andreas, my new publisher, they asked for, th they had three things on their wish list. A Dio book, Stephen Wilson, and uh, Steve Perry. Yeah. Couldn't get Steve Perry, <laughs> but I got them Neil Sean. And they fucked it. I mean, not so much Andreas, but Matthew took so long. Mm. Yeah, but he, I mean, because yeah. he's a huge but fan. You, he wanted it to be, be perfect. Yeah, but you might have dodged a bullet there. To be well, honest. in in yeah. fairness, we definitely dodged a bullet because yeah. Neil is literally insane. <laughs> yeah. We'd still be working on that fucking thing now, you know. Yeah. Um, but I got the Dio, 
You'd be wearing the clothes that were bought for you by, <laughs> by Jonathan Kane. <laughs> and I got the Stephen Wilson. Yeah. And they were so excited, particularly about the Stephen Wilson. Yeah, cause because that's really good, yeah. Not one fucking review except yeah. for Prog. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It is slightly, Wilson is a, that sort of character. You were either going to get all of the broadsheets doing it. Or none of them. It's but, a bit of a shame. Yeah. But here's a guy who whose records get in the Guardian. Yeah, exactly. Mojo, That's what I mean. But Telegraph, it's like, but Times. also, but probably not every record that he does. You know, it's sort of like you have to get the right. So you moment. get the book. Yeah, yeah. So you get the book. But but again, it was a really clever book. I thought it's really well thought out, and you know, that touches my heart. John. The way that, yeah, because St- Stephen and I worked on that together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were providing the publishing. Input and expertise, <laughs> ideas, yeah. ideas, exactly, yeah. creative spark. Yeah. Because there's already a million ways you can tell a story, aren't there? And it's like his isn't. You wouldn't necessarily want a chronological account of his no. childhood in Milton Keynes or whatever. Well, that was our starting point. It won't yeah. be one of those. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then we did manage to. I did manage to. Yeah, you get a bit of that in, but it's not. You yeah, know, yeah, it's not boring. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's not just trapeze slash Orion. It's also little brown slash constable. You can tell I'm very down about the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I can tell. I just don't get it. Yeah, you, re- you read all, you know, these shit books that come out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyway. Um... For me, it's the companion to the Jimi Hendrix book. Yeah, in that it's it is it has got these kind of rip roaring novelistic sections where you hear about Henley, you know, going off and doing the mad stuff that he did. Um, and you and you get that whole troubadour scene in the early seventies. Yeah. Crosby, well, you, you, Linda what you get a good, what you get Steve a really, Martin. yeah, what you get a really good is view is that that's kind of like the big bang that's the kind of where all the cosmic dust fuses together and by pure chance you sort of realize how these things happen how bands come together you know it's literally in the right place at the right time all these guys from lots of different places in america only one of them actually from california I yeah think, yeah um but were in the right place at the right time and somehow by this sort of fluke of circumstance come together like, and, a, like and, an act of will. Yeah, and and end up being this you know, this sort of era-defining band. You well, know. I, I got my inspiration for a lot of that from you. Oh, that's You good. know, talking to you on the phone about yeah, the book. Yeah, just talking it through how it might through. go. 
But that's because you want to know, you know, as a reader, that's what you want to know. You don't necessarily, you don't get bogged down in all the details about the production because you can read all that shit online these days. And it's not as if there aren't a million versions of Hotel California with extensive liner notes by whoever. Uh, you know, you can find all that crap out. What you want to know is the other stuff, the yeah. real, you know, the fact that Henley was driven into the darkness by this success, you know, really into the darkness. And ha Hotel California comes out of that, you know, and it, it's, he is amazing in that he is the one, even more so, I think, than Glenn Frey, although this is arguable, who could turn that material into gold, you know, that. Well, Glenn, even Glenn wanted to be a rock and roller. Yeah. And Don had a little more, little broader palette. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, you're, listen, you're right. But, also, he, but he's conflicted because he also wants the rock and roll lifestyle and the cocaine and the girls and all of that. You know, he's doing that as much as any of them. Uh, but he is the one who can somehow turn that into art, you know. And also, um, uh, I am definitely not at the forefront of this. I think this is where good literature has been going for some years. But the idea that it should be all based on access and all the interviews... Because yeah. yeah, Don Henley's never said anything. You're not going to fucking the, tell the me. Books, the, the book starts with with a quote from another book where actual Don Henley is saying how much he hates books about <laughs> the Eagles. You know, Don Henley hates books about the Eagles. And, and actively it, goes is, out to destroy yeah, this, them. Actively, this is the previous... So this is a writer of a previous Eagles book, Mark Elliott. Said, good, good journalist, yeah, Mark. Yeah. Early on, I sent letters to Don Henley and Irving Azoff, who's the Eagles manager, informing them that I was working on the book and asking for their cooperation in the form of a series of interviews. I emphasised that this was not a tell-all and that I believe my previous work spoke for itself and that I was giving them the opportunity to challenge or dispute any material that I may uncover in my research and provide properly documented corrective material. Their response was to tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is a better yeah, story yeah. than I met Don on a cloudy Tuesday. It, exactly, he treated yeah. me like shit yeah. and didn't say anything you didn't know already. Yeah, yeah. Or the stuff he did say he lied about. Yeah. Well, you know, I became a published music writer in 1977. What the fuck's Don Henley going to tell me about, you know, anything? Yeah. Yeah, I already know, mate. I know more about it than you do because all he knows is the fucking Eagles and yeah, yeah, Linda yeah. Ronstadt yeah. and people with their head up his ass. He's never hung out with. Mm. You know. That's the thing, and you know, you do again in the book. You get the the impression of how Henley curates his own image and his own legacy, and he's you know he's very strict about that. He wants to be perceived in a certain way. And I kind of think, actually, Don, you'd be better off just letting it roll because that bit of mystique is always there because, you know, High Hotel California is a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely. Know, uh, um, uh, Boys of Summer is a masterpiece. One Where of did these that come, nights. You know, yeah, all, all, like, all these little things that he's done along the way. Mm. And when you get the stories of how they came about, yeah. you know, I mean... Um, Boys of Summer is a great one where he just gets this piece of music that, that someone we, else has written. The and, guitarist from Tom Petty's yeah, band. Yeah. And Tom Petty had rejected it. Yeah, he's a good one, Tom, yeah. And Henley's just on about how, like, he's just driving his car down to the beach and thinking about this tune. And you go, yeah, 
that's exactly what ends up in the song you know it's just this but it's about kind of lost innocence and you know the fact that when you were young driving along listening to music was amazing but when you're older it's it's much different you know i saw a deadhead sticker on a cadillac when you're driving on that dark yeah desert desert highway yeah yeah Yeah. henry's a master at that he really is he is and i and i think um you know like you with your cricket books I, first and foremost, I want them to be a good book. I want. I'm not worried what the ultimate yeah, you, Eagles fan. Thinks. Yeah, you don't. It's not a genre book as such. No, I, yeah. just for people that like books yeah. and appreciate literature. And yeah. um, I see myself now as a, I always did, but I mean, I think properly now, more of a stylist, if you like. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Elroy, right, of course, is another universe well, beyond but yeah i mean he's disappeared into his own realm of uh but what you know what he did with the kennedys you know with american yeah. tabloid and the cold 6000 all that you know that is all presented as fiction um but i tell you what yeah, it's it very feels much, so true it's very much based on fact isn't it it's like if he says kennedy was in LA on such and such. He really was. It's not yeah. I mean he's kind of speculating about what happened but behind he, the scenes but it, the the truth is that Kennedy was there, and the same with the Eagles. But you know, Henley was in such and such a place. The book sort of takes what's known about him and then extrapolates. Well, this must have been what he was thinking, and, but, and what it knows about the history of rock, yeah, the yeah, history of yeah. LA, the seventies. I, mean, I think that's fair enough to do that. I think that is completely fair enough to do that, I as long as you make it clear in the writing that that's what you're doing. Mm. which is what you do you know so it's not like you're saying don henley told me that this was what he's thinking you get a kind of italicized section or whatever that presents well maybe this is how it happened you know well thank you john but in that way you're driving at sort of you know more of the mystery of it aren't you whereas you know other well hoping hoping that you can evoke um or invoke you know you can uh, present a time and place actually more accurately and more vividly than just going i think you'll find it was a tuesday not a wednesday yeah, exactly but did it, you speak to yeah. don fucking it's a, it, no don. it's a, those kind of you know i'm just thinking those established you say like jimmy page for example you've written about in the same way where you go right well G, yeah okay what do you know about jim well jimmy page bought alistair crowley's house yeah right why do you think he bought that? Because he thought it was a nice place. It's a nice little place to get nice, away nice to. Nice neighbours. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, he bought it because he's fucking into black magic. So what does that tell us about, you know? So it's like that's the kind of leaps you have to make, the imaginative leaps you have to make yeah. if you're trying to get beyond bog standard, as you say. It was a Tuesday and he wrote, you know, Some Misty publishers Mountain get Hawk it, whatever. but trapeze don't. They, they, they still think it's 1985 and... And and uh, this book is going to be called Bloody Good Blokes, and it's just going to be all these lovely interviews I did with. I mean, they're all dead now, apart from Don um, or Joe. I, yeah. yeah, Joe died thirty years ago. He's still walking around. That's the only thing. Um, it's, it's not, guys. It's not. We've moved on. We've got m- hundreds of channels, hundreds of internet, TikToks, everything. There is nothing that isn't known. Yeah, other than what isn't known. And who can take you to that realm other than um, an adept, you know, uh, yeah. someone who can truly, okay, you know about the Eagles. I know about the Eagles. Let's go back to the Troubadour in 1970 or 71 uh, and let's uh, have a look around the bar. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who's there? And what are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's one chapter uh, that was a a title that you gave me. um, Asylum, their record label, Asylum and the Lunatics that run it. Did I give you that? You did. Oh, very good. You did. You gave me a couple of really good ideas, actually. More than a couple. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so uh, where are we going with this on the subject of... you You haven't... You haven't done... I mean, not that I ever see your books because you don't give them to me, but... <laughs> I didn't know you wanted them. Oh, really? I've spent 20 yeah. years saying, can I have a copy of Muscle? I still don't have that. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give you one of those. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's no good either. I've got now. a few. No, it's good. It's good. I've got a few of those knocking about. I, I'm kind of, kind of think maybe that'll get another run because Arnie's back yet again. Updated. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is... this is Muscle sort of mentions the birth of the Schwarzenegger myth you know, which is all to do with his bodybuilding career. But Muscle is one of John's he's a, masterpieces. He's one of the, he is one of the best users of social media, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's I very, thought you were going to say the best users of uh, steroids. Oh, no, he's, oh, he's always been. He's never <laughs> hidden Who's that. not into steroids? They were, because they weren't illegal when he took them, so he's got nothing to hide, you know. Right. Uh, but he um, he uh, is very, very good on social media. He does this sort of Arnie's boot camp thing, which is just like fitness tips. And have you been to the gym today? You know, just do this. And people love it. He's really good at it. He's funny. And he's just done this big Netflix thing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, there's a, there's a, a show called Fubar, which is some crazy adventure thing. But he's, there's a big documentary series on him coming out on Netflix as well, but which is about his see, early years. Th- this is what we're talking about, okay? Because... Uh, I remember when you told me you were going to do that book and I had to, I mean, the fact that you said you were going to do it meant just validated it for me immediately. Um, I realised it's like saying someone going, well, there's a great opera. Okay, I don't know anything about it, but if he says it's great, I guess it's great, you know. Um, I, I, you know, muscle, you know, what's that then? And you, you kind of explained it to me and then you showed me the proposal and I flipped out. I just thought it was... Fantastic. Not because I'm into the world of the muscle bodybuilders, but because it was great writing. Yeah. But it, it was kind of this, you know, this Schwarzenegger's got this amazing story for people that don't know. He comes from a little village in Austria. And Austria, weirdly, is one of these places where the genetics for bodybuilding are strong. You know? Really? Um, so Schwarzenegger was born in a little village. and Big his man fa- his from a little village. Well, he wasn't, but his father was in the Nazi party. In, in the war and had fought for the Nazis and was by all accounts not a nice person. He had a hang he, on, let me sorry, can I just rewind? He was a member of the Nazi <laughs> yeah. party and he, he fought in the war, war, war for, for the, the Nazis. Yeah. Apparently not a good, no, nice and, guy. And was Didn't the ta- and coming. was the town policeman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of guy. Schwarzenegger never got on with him and he had a brother called Gerhard who was of he did. like the golden child. Was was Gerhard was going to be the one who Meinhard Gernhard, Sorry, it's so long ago since I wrote. It's Meinhard or Gernhard something. Anyway, but Wellard. They, they, yeah, well, something. Like, it was this moment where they sort of exchanged destinies, and Schwarzenegger became Morgan and, and Meinhard or Gerhard, whatever his name Wellhard. was. Wellhard. Wellhard. He he sort of be, from his very high peak began to as as Arnold rose as a bodybuilder. Um, he his brother began to fall and end up dying in a car crash. Really? And Arnold actually raised his son, yeah, yeah. Really? Schwarzenegger, yeah, so Schwarzenegger. But then from this very sort of unpromising beginning and being a bodybuilder, which was not in the slightest bit popular at all, went to L.A. to try and make his fortune. 
and through bo- becoming a champion bodybuilder, then was in Conan the Barbarian. Which, I, which a, I reviewed for Kerrang! magazine. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I become, actually went to see it with Xavier. Yeah, well, there you go. And then becomes a huge movie star and then becomes the governor of California. And the actually, governor. at the time I was writing Muscle, he'd just become the governor of California. Right. And he turned up at the big bodybuilding show, which is the Mr. Olympia. He turned up ju- just, it was in Las Vegas, just after he'd been elected. He came on stage to present the prizes. And it was like this moment where, you know... <laughs> Everyone was validated. This is what, this is where this world can take you, you know. And it was amazing, you know. He's led an amazing life, really. I read an interview with him many, many years ago, and it reminded me of something Slash told me when they first met him. Because you know, um, Terminator Two ends up having that. uh, You could be mine was part of the soundtrack. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when they released "You Could Be Mine" as a single, it had it was basically clips from Terminator Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, Slash was saying they all went round his house and he knew exactly like Slash Jack Jack Daniels Duff Vodka yeah. he just had it all there yeah smart and guy Marie Kennedy yeah he was married to I think they're divorced now yeah he was like yeah. Marie yeah some more Jack Daniels for yeah. Slash yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and she'd bring it in and he the thing that made me laugh though he said um, he goes it was really weird he goes the first thing he asked us he goes and he's looking at axel who's like skinny and all that he goes do you train yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and axel's like well, and sasha's like I, I lift a couple of weights yeah. you know he goes, good boy you must train it was like Ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah he's one of those guys who's got like massive charisma you know he just don't know where it Obviously comes smart. from. Obviously smart. Yeah. But but just the general thing. It's sort of the room changes when yeah. he walks in. Yeah. You know? yeah. We, 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 we're coming to the end we're on this waff- one. We're whiffling on. We're whiffling on. But um, this actually leads to a, a thought. I'm just going to put it out there. No, he's just going to put it out there. Because we, 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 we have mentioned this, or I have. I've banged on about it for a few years. But we never really kind of uh, have done much with it. But, you know, we talk about rock music we talk about rock stars we talk about rock culture rock yeah. life rock humor yeah rock humor yeah and 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 i think maybe in some coming pods we need to also talk about uh rock stars don't necessarily sing or play guitar yeah good so point. i mean like in in boxing for instance that's muhammad ali and obviously some others we might mention uh football that might be george best or someone else uh rodney marsh or you know those classic yeah 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 uh but in writing you know charles bukowski yeah we should talk about buck one day i mean every rock star at a certain time had a buck t-shirt axel and all these guys kurt cobain william burroughs you know very rock and roll um did some very famous pieces with bowie with jimmy page jagger Lou Reed, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's an overlap. There's a crossroads. There is a crossroads. Yeah. And, and we're going to, we we'll should, take you down to it. We're going to take them down, down to the, to the crossroads. That's what we're going to do. And on that bombshell. Yeah. Don't forget to buy your copy of Dark Desert Highway. That's what I'm saying. The e- How the Eagles, really good, yeah. Dark Desert Highway, yeah. how, was it? How, how America's Dream Band turned. turned. Into a nightmare. That's right. Very good. Amazon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs> 